So this is the beginning of week four. Yes. Correct? I think so. Feels like week eight. I know. Feels like we've been here for at least two months with the new semester. It feels... I always say this about everything. It's fast and slow. Yeah. It feels like I can't believe it's already week four. But then I'm like, oh my gosh, it's only been four weeks. Three weeks. Still feel like... There's a lot to do. Well, we haven't even really done... Yes. It, yeah, things are still up in the air. I feel like we've been doing this a long time, but there's still so much to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's I feel like the big first three or four weeks, we're still trying to find people. And because of what we do is so different, um, we're trying to plug them in or set them up. Yeah. Like specifically the way that they're asking to be set up. Right? So we don't know. We haven't... We're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For people. So, like, the first thing we did was the org showcase. Yes. Which is always... Always the first thing that we do. That, yeah. That was... I mean, it was scorching hot. Mm. And where they put us... All the religious groups were, like... In this in the alley in between co-ed and CHHS. Yes. And we were basically underneath two other organizations' tents. They packed every, us in there every like Every Christian sardines. group had a huge tent. Yeah. Every Christian group brought so much stuff to these tiny tables. They looked professional. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that, like I say, the contrast between the yeah. Christian groups and their tables versus the regular student organizations... <laughs> It was the contrast was so was so massive with yeah. with tents and candy and drinks and ice cream and all this stuff versus They're like, like raffling stuff away yeah yeah, yeah. And, yeah. versus like cardboard <laughs> and like yeah. paper yeah, some hard candy <laughs> yeah yeah which is great I love that contrast yeah yeah so that, that happened we had like tons of great conversations tons of but it's the same thing every year right it is. it's it's all this promise. But no one actually, like, um, fulfills their promises. They don't it's really not, promise It's not a us. promise. They don't promise. It's, the situation's promising. Well, they're just so, it's, I'm sure they're going to every table having basically the same conversation. Like, yeah, I'm super interested, yeah. or I love that, or yeah. whatever it is. Um, <laughs> if the recording just went out, there you go. Um, but I feel like, I feel like when people come up to our thing, because we're not offering events, we're not offering what is typically offered, I feel like it's different. But, it is different. But for students, for us, it's, for me, it's different. But for students, they're just like checking everything out. Yes, but we did have a couple of conversations that were legitimately different, like right off the bat. I, see, that's, so, yes. Because I think because we're not advertising time or date or an event our sign literally just said relationship or religion big whiteboard with yeah. big black marker then we had one of our yard signs that said jesus is more than yeah. what is it church attendance going to heaven and controlling yeah. sin yeah yeah, yeah. Right, so people are like what is this well, we say well we don't have a meeting time no gathering what we do is i forgot what we said i think we typically say we focus on like on the ground discipleship yeah like one-on-one small group yeah discipleship. meeting you wherever you're at spiritually yeah um yeah. had a lot of good conversations though 
like we had you had that with those people keep it as <laughs> as rough. general as possible yeah. but i have to know what you're talking about I don't okay know what you're the, talking the about. people who came in and they were they found us they did all the research Oh, the foreign students. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was really interesting. Two exchange students um, yeah, basically walked up to me and said, hey, we've been, we were online looking at everybody's website and social media. And she said, you guys stood out because it sounds like you guys are trying to actually you know, do, the, do the thing. And that's not to say that other yes, 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 yes. organizations not are not, are not yeah. doing the thing, right? Yeah. But I think that's our... I mean, we show our hands, right? It's like, this, it's, is, this is what we're trying to I, do. We this advertise, is, this is I feel like we advertise different, and we market ourselves differently. Oh, and yes. I think it comes through. Yeah. But it also, what it does is, if you're a Christian trying to get involved in Christian ministry, like we are probably the lowest on the totem pole if you want to just come and check out see what this is about. Because there's yes. not a lot of spaces that just come and check out. Yes. Right? It's like, yeah. when we meet you, we're going to ask you for your story, um, share a little bit what we do, and say, like, do you want to be discipled, or do you want to disciple other people? Yeah. And we have a way... Well, it's more, it's more do you want to start something? Yeah. Still going to disciple yes, you. Yes, 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 yes. Do you want yes. to start something new, or can we go ahead and get you into a group yeah. where we're discipling that leader? Yeah, yeah. So we have, like, 50 new contacts, like, the first week. Easily. Yeah. And then, like, what? Ten people replied? Oh, not even ten, I feel like. Okay. We definitely maybe, maybe ten people replied, but maybe we had, like, three or four follow-ups. Yes. But then actually, we had those lunches. Actually, in-person follow-ups. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. We had lunches, and we met some people. Actually, but from the first week? I don't remember. I don't <laughs> So we had a couple people show up on lunches, and then people reaching out yeah. to us through Instagram... And then just, like, we're, we're, like, when we tabled again the beginning of the week, we got some contacts. Yeah. So, it, it's just, so, it's so hit or miss. Yeah. But, like, we're, it's different for us because, again, we have such a steep on-ramp that you can't yeah. just be like, oh, let me just sit in the back yeah, yeah. and see yeah. what impact is about. Now yeah. it is. Unf- unfortunately, I guess this is a weakness of ours. No, but, but, dot, but by design. Yes, but by design, like... <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to meet Chris and Tyler and, like, sit yeah. down and, like, talk to us face-to-face. Yeah. So, it's not for everyone. It is not for everyone. We're not trying to be for everyone. Yeah. That's why we consider ourselves to be part of the ecosystem. Yes, that's right. right. Of Christian right. Ministries, right. ministries on campus. So, yeah, it's, could we create other opportunities for people to get plugged in and see what's going on? Could we do a gathering? Could we do all these things? Yes. I just don't. Yeah, so, like, why not? Why not? Why don't we do those things, right? I think it's because there are already so many other campus ministries doing it, and our, who we're after, the type of people we are, our system is designed to reach, are the people not looking for those spaces. Yes. Which makes the first weeks super not advantageous for us. Yes. (laughs) But there are still Christians who are trying to get involved in things, and a certain type of Christian, like, oh, you guys sound different. Yeah. Let's hang out. Yeah. But we all honestly don't get a lot of freshmen. We get a lot of upperclassmen or yeah. transfer students or... Um, Non-traditional you know. students. If they've had, like, the typical Christian experience, like most Christians, right? I feel like, like you said, we're on the bottom of the list. Yeah. Yes. Because there's so yes. many more other things that they can easily check out. Yes. 
but maybe like when they go a month, two months, and they're still not plugged in, we might be the ones to be like, oh, yeah, I guess those guys are still doing that yeah. thing. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So let's go through the three types of students yeah. we yeah. kind of met, and yeah. and again reinforcing why we do what we do. Yeah. So let me. I'll detail without names the, the yeah. kinds of students before we go through the specific stories. Yeah. So like one student is uh, a general. Just these are all general generalities, right? non-Christian, interested in spiritual conversations, connects with us, they love the space that we create, continue that conversation, right? It's just like a, an opportunity for them to express how they feel, what they're thinking about spiritually, we can speak into that, all good. Second group would be somebody that had a Christian experience growing up, and this is like the kind of type of student that we're really reaching out to. Had a Christian experience growing up, came to college, and just didn't do anything about it. Just stopped going to church because they did. They went to college. Mm-hmm. And like 30% of students who grew up going to church just stopped going to church or involved in their faith just because they went to college. For no good For, or bad reason. That's, that's the only reason yes. I just went to college, yeah. which is really crazy. Um, and so for the first like couple years of college, they're not going to a church, they're not involved with the ministry, they still have their faith, they still might pray every now and then, but what we see is they've accumulated a lot of spiritual guilt and shame. Yes. Right? Yes. So then they reach out to us, and then we kind of help them from that point on. And then the third student is like, I've had a Christian experience. I am a Christian. I'm ready to do something about it. And so we want to help equip and empower that student to just lead their own community in a spiritual way. Those are really the three the three types of students. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so far. So far. Uh, yeah, it's just like a pretty big bucket for each category. Massive bucket, so. yeah. Everybody's different. Yeah. yeah. So what's the first one that you want to talk about? Let's just go in that order, okay. right? So this person, I'm trying to remember, we met them at the org showcase. Yeah. And seemed interested, hung out with them, showed up at one of her lunches, a lunch to meet new people and I think within like two minutes of talking to him uh, them whatever it's him now um, that him <laughs> he um, he I think I asked him like the way he was describing himself was very general and broad spirituality didn't say Jesus didn't say Christian and I asked him like so are you Christian he said no mm-hmm. and I was like oh that's weird and he was very set on saying that he believes in God and God being this this power that like pushes us to do good right mm-hmm. but he's not a Christian even though he goes to a church on Sunday <laughs> yes right um, so this is like the f- we've never met this type of yeah. person before, oh, yeah. before. Um, but we met him the first week hung out the second week um, and asked him more of his story it was a really good conversation yeah. right it, he was interested in hanging out with us because I think he enjoys talking to religious groups because um, his thing is like I would just want to what did I, like serve the campus he wants to like well he's like a, a psychology yeah major yeah and also wants to get into entrepreneurship yeah but when it comes to like community health yes so I think he's trying to understand people and how they yes. work 
so that he can help create better and healthier communities. Yes. And so for him, he needs or wants to engage with other people of faith yeah. to better understand people. And I think he also, I think he mentioned this to you, like he loves being in worship spaces, just connecting with people that are like... Yeah, that's right. I think he said... Interested like, in like similar, a higher power or something Similar like values as yeah. his, yeah, yeah. Um, what really stood out, two things stood out. First one is that like, I, I just think if other people were to meet him, they would try to argue through apologetics why their God's a true God, right? Not necessarily bad. Um, but we kind of gave our worldview, like who we believe God is. And it sounded less defensive, mm. right? Um, but still a conviction. Um, but I think, yeah, and not to say like he's, he's not a Christian still, but I, I feel like we are, something we try to do, right, is to build bridges, not walls, right? Yes. So like, hey, how, where are the similarities? What do I believe you would see as good news because you're also human? What is like a general like human struggle that I believe like my worldview addresses and it gives me joy and peace, right? Um, so I think it was really receptive to our beliefs. Yeah. We, we did talk about the structures of religion and power and like how a lot of churches are set up like CEOs or yeah. big companies and like, like we're not after that either and like the way we design the impact is not to be like that. Um, yeah, that was the first thing. Anything? Well, and then I think what's been on my heart, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast. I think I have. It's, it's oh, how do we how do we take care of the orphaned and widowed on campus? Like, who are those the people? Least least. The least of these. Like, the marginalized, the unseen, whatever, whatever it is. And I think you asked him, like, who, who those people are. And the conversation went to, everybody is so alone. Yeah. This campus is massive, and it's beautiful, and there's tons of things to get involved in. But the majority of students are alone. And that struck a chord with me. And I, I left our conversation feeling like, okay, like I, we're going to solve the alone problem <laughs> on yeah. campus. Obviously not, but it got my brain turning. And this is from a conversation from somebody that wouldn't say they're Christian, yeah. right? But we, like you said, we built this bridge of like, okay, how do we actually address the aloneness on campus? Now, yeah, that's, the one, that's one thing that, that stood out. So. The second thing that really stood out to me with this conversation is the, he, we were talking about Christians and non-Christians, and he made the point, he said a lot of times Christians try to like evangelize or convert non-Christians, and it doesn't go the way they thought it would go. And he was like, it's not because the non-Christian wasn't receptive to the message, they just didn't understand what the Christian was saying. Yeah. Because this is something we have seen more and more with Christians. Is that Christians love to speak in memes. Yeah. Right? So we'll say something like, um, I, I don't even know, like, live by faith. I'm blessed. Like, just pray more. Right? So these, these yeah. like, phrases or words, like righteous or, um, I don't know, atonement. I don't know, these, these big words. But in the Christian circles... People, like, it gets head nods. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've used that word, and I recognize that word. Yeah. But if you use any super Christianese inside baseball talk to a non-Christian, it doesn't make sense. So they actually don't 
know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but Christians think they have to sound Christian, yeah. right, to, uh, to attract non-Christians. But it's not building a bridge, right? Like, this is the thing again. Like, just use plain English, plain. Yeah. Like, but the problem is they can't because they've never been taught how to define those words yeah. and, like, as a dictionary definition. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was just really um, reaffirming him, telling us that, like, yeah, Christians don't know how to talk to non-Christians. Yeah. That's super interesting. So. Okay, so what's this, the, second, the second people group? Right, I think you said this too. It's just like this, probably the biggest people group we think is on campus. Yeah, the ones who are not engaged with the local church or campus but ministry. Grew up, but grew but up, up in Christian? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, man, so we met this other, do we say their... Their names? Not their names, oh. but like... Go as detailless <laughs> as you possibly can. And which so is, grew up, Yeah, which so is impossible. Up, okay, okay. Then, yeah. So they, they knew one of, their roommate hangs out with us. Yes. Right? And they know, it's um, so hard, I don't know, it's so tricky for me. Um, this is fun. They wanted to hang out with us because the, their roommate had such a good experience with us, right? Yeah. So they're like, hey, can you tell Chris and Tyler I want to hang out? And so we met this person. Um, and this person is, man, exactly like the average, <laughs> the average experience of the Yes. Grew up super, pretty religious. You can um, say Catholic. Yeah, Catholic. Very Catholic. Um, still believes in God, still tried to go to church. Um, but then because what you said, like their circumstances in college, they literally stopped doing Christian things. And I think they slowly, slowly stopped doing these things that they were taught they were not supposed to do, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think something happens in their head is like, if I am a Christian and what defines my Christianity is the things I do, right? If I do, so if I stop doing those things and start doing non-Christian things, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, then I become less of a Christian. Get your hands off the table. Sorry. I become less than a, <laughs> less of a Christian. Right? So I think she felt, yeah, they felt. Um, there you go. Okay, now. now. <laughs> they, felt, she. they felt like a bad Christian. Yeah. Right? And I think they were stuck in this place of like, what am I supposed to do if I still believe in God, but I don't have a space to talk about what I do and don't believe. Yeah. Um, and I think they, they talked about this like, journey of deconstructing. And when we say deconstructing, I think it is a passive deconstruction. Yes. Right. So it's not like they were sitting down, writing on everything they believe and didn't believe. It's just, I think it's a slow process of just like, not purposely just deconstructing. They're just like, oh, my life looks different. Yes. What do I believe in now? Yep. Um, yeah. Also, I think she experienced, how do I say this? Her religious experience, looking looking back on it, was not good. It was yeah, it was, yeah, it, was right. it's, it's it was more than just like mediocre. It it was it was bad, and it set her up like with her family. She has like bad family dynamics now because of her religious experience, and so she gets to college and she knows she doesn't want that. But what does she 
do. And but she feels how, bad if she doesn't right. want that, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's just like ingrained. In and now, but now she doesn't know what to do. Yes. She's only been taught, yes. I just have to go to church, but yes. I don't want to go to church. And so that's your passive deconstruction. It's yes. like, I'm not going to church. I'm not going to do anything. Yes. And now she says. But she does go to church now because that's the only thing she thinks she, that she knows she can do. Yes. Yes. But it's, it's not like it's, um, oh, thank goodness she's going to church. She's going to church. Which her experience there is mediocre, but she's going to church because she feels like she has to. Yes. Right? Well, she Which, has a desire, right? Like, give her some credit, right? She has a desire to know more about God. Oh, yes. Yeah, but it is yeah. also, I think, driven out of guilt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm so, trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't want anybody, nobody wants anybody doing anything out of guilt, yeah. right? Um, yeah, I think that was the only thing I wanted to say. I can't remember where I was going with that. So, yeah. Well, so now, so now what we've been doing with her is um, going through, like, stories of Jesus Right, and this is similar to someone else that we've been meeting with. Very similar experience. Um, they grew up Christian, but we're been going through the stories of Jesus. Or well, they, they, we told them to go through John, right? So we're going through John with them, um, and like, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, right? So before we went through John, we were showing them the triangle, yeah. and just. They, so we do this a lot. We ask them about their week, and they talk about their week, and then they say something about, like, oh, God, I forgot what they said. It was, it was some sort of Christian mysticism, yes. right? I did something, and that's why God responded a certain yes. way to, like, teach me a lesson. Yep. And we were like, pause, what was that? <laughs> Even though that's, like, not the point of them hanging out with us. Yeah. Like, what is that? Let's clarify that. Yeah. Um, and at the end of the conversation, she was like, I love... Basically, she was, she was, I think, glad that we said that because I think it was out of this like if I screw up if I don't do the right thing God won't give me what I want so we unpack that which is the triangle yeah, yeah. and then we were kind of told them like hey do you want to know why we're so confident in saying that we know that doesn't work it's because of like what we read in the Bible you want to read the Bible with us yeah. and they were like yes yeah. I would love to do that so I can discover for myself and then they were able to like we had a conversation and it was in John, and, and they went through John 3.16, but they didn't know John 3.16. Correct. Right? It was, I think they recognized it, but it was so, their, their understanding of it was so out of context of the Bible mm-hmm. that when they saw it in the context of the Bible, it hit different. I think it was actually like a great message for them to hear, yeah. like the whole like John 3 story with Nicodemus. Um, but we were kind of saying, like, what does this mean? If that is true, what does this mean? What does this, what does this mean? And they, I mean, you could just see their eyes, like, light up yeah. when they had the discovery of, like, who Jesus is. And that's really what we're trying to do, yes. is just create spaces for people yes. to discover this stuff. Yes. I think one of our biggest things is students don't just need information and knowledge. They also need a place where they can discover it for themselves. Yes. With people that don't know everything, yes. but they might be one, two, three steps ahead. And so they can actually like lead and disciple, yeah. but they don't have to be know-it-alls. Yes. Which is, I don't think she would have made that discovery in that moment, like in a typical Christian group, where right. people are just like repeating knowledge and everybody's going, yeah. Yeah, the Christian yeah. memes, they're yeah. speaking Christian yeah. memes, yeah. because we'll ask them what this means. And you should see them like, go off the handles of like they're just like repeating these like clips and phrases they've heard probably when they were in the sixth grade yeah. 
And I was like, where did you see that in this scripture? Yeah. They're like, oh, I don't know. And, they, and the way they kind of say it, right? It's just like, what right, was the right, example? What was right? the example that happened last week? It was with... Um, a guy? Yes. Yes. What, what were we reading? Romans? Oh, it was Romans. Yeah. Uh, what was it? It was, it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah. It was because, okay, what sometimes <laughs> happens, this is more like, this is more of what actually happens when we're on campus. So Chris gets flustered <laughs> because Chris asks them, what do you mean by that? And then they go for like five minutes. Oh my gosh. And then you can't get out of your head that they just went on for five minutes about nothing. Yeah. And so you ask them basically the same question again. <laughs> well, I, mean, I ask them like, what did you just say? Right, right. But then they get flustered because they're trying to like, they know it in their head. They know what they're trying to yeah. say, but they just can't say yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And so they get flustered and they yeah. just want to like, some of them, honestly, just like, don't ask me again. But then you're like, no, we're going to do this. Yeah. This is good. This yeah. is good. And they don't know it's good. Because all, all I want them to say is like, I don't know. Yes. I don't know what this says. Yes, I know. That's I know. all we're going for. But sometimes it goes on for yes. way too yeah. long that we actually forget about what we're actually talking that's, about. That's exactly right. I had no idea what I was talking about <laughs> until you had to bring us back in. Yes. Yeah. But it, it is, it is, I don't know. It's, a, it's many things. It's sad. It's hilarious. It's disappointing. It's thought provoking. Like you just ask somebody, what did you just say? Yeah. But don't use Christian words. You can't describe it. Yes. Or you read a scripture and you ask somebody, what is it saying? They can't just read it and then repeat it back to you. Yes. They have all this knowledge that yes. they want to pull from yes. to describe what's actually happening. Yes. But you don't really, it's just a Rolodex. You don't yes. understand the information on the cards. Yeah. You're just repeating stuff yeah and so it doesn't make any yes. sense and it's yes i mean i remember when i was forced to do this too very frustrating yeah. but that's kind of part of the unlearning that we want students to yeah. go through is like it is so much better for you to say i don't know yeah than try to make up something that you're not sure about yes yes right right it is yes um anyway yes so we we did this with this new person what were we talking about? <laughs> um, I don't want to say their name. <laughs> um, going through the Bible for self-discovery reasons, right? They want, we want to help discover them to discover it and not just us telling them, just believe this, believe yep. this, believe Because we want to be, um, become self-feeders, yep. right? So that when they read the Bible, they're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the second person. Yes. And the third person. Third person is somebody that has a good experience with their faith growing up, generally speaking, right? Comes to college, and they're asking the question, okay, so what do I do now with my faith? Yeah. Like, I know who Jesus is. I am decently sure of what I believe in. When I'm done with doing youth group, I'm done with just going to church. What's next? That's, yeah, that's the third type of student. So we met this person. Mm-hmm. I actually met two people. We'll do one person first. Yeah. Um, they knew Christians. Very new. Within like, I think it's they, only been a year. They actually don't have a church experience. Yes. Um, but they do have a transformation experience. Yes. They were living this life transformed by the gospel and Jesus and spirit all at the same time. Um, and they became a Christian. Um, a Give, give a little background. Sure. This is really interesting, yeah. right? They became a Christian 
because of other Christians in his his life, his life. Yeah. Right? Yes. Um, but that just kind of opened the door for him. And as he was getting transformed, he kind of outgrew all his Christian friends. Um, and I think he was asking harder questions, and they were, like, following his lead. Yeah. Um, until he started, like, a Bible study in another college. Yes. Right? And yes. he said a group of, like, 100 people. Yeah. And keep in mind, I think he was only a Christian at this point for three or four months. A handful of months. Right? But it was his Christian friends that were helping him. But he kind of took over. And the Christian friends were like, oh, you just, like, do it, man. I can't do what you're doing. Um, This guy knows, like, nothing. But what he reads, he wants to teach. He he knows... He he reads the Bible constantly. Yeah. So he knows a lot of things. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about, like, um, how do I say this? about how to go to church. Yeah. I think that's more it. He Okay, I'm going to say this as cryptically as possible. Okay. Right? He, because of the way that church treated his family in the past, he has a hard time going to church. Yes. That is why he's not plugged into a traditional church yes. or Kemp's ministry. Because churches, he has a hard time with churches. Yeah. Um, but he still has the spirit. He has still a desire to teach others and learn mm-hmm. and grow. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What did you say? What were you, what did I respond to? <laughs> what I just said? Yeah. Basically what you said. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so he was at a different college. Yes. He started this no Bible church experience. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Um, so, like, I think when he found us, he so already... So he transferred. Yes, he transferred his to first Charlotte. first semester at Charlotte. Yes. He's a sophomore. He came to the org showcase, actually. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he heard more about what we do. Yeah what we did and we immediately were like dude yes god has given you this gift mm-hmm. and you have this desire so we're not gonna try to have you do it for impact but we're gonna like help you find your friends that you've been already called to and then guide you and this is a huge part that we do um it is less about a bible study and more of discipleship mm-hmm. right i don't think your friends need more information I think what they need is information and how do I respond to this information, mm-hmm. right? And I think people um, supplement more information because response is too hard to do. I don't, no one knows how to do it. Um, so we're trying to show him, guide him, like the difference between the two. Um, but yeah, he, I, and I think we have another student. You wanna, add, you wanna talk more about this? Go, yeah, go for it. This other student, who has been, has had a group, and they think, I think they are still struggling with Bible study versus discipleship, yep. because they brought a lesson plan to us, um, and it was good, but it was too much information. Yep. I think it was good for them to research information, but it was such, it was so much information, I don't think they could have taught it well, yep. right? What they could have done was like done a little bit of it, and then challenge their friends to research it on their own, yeah. right? And like, so they can help for the discipleship process, not just Bible study. Yeah. For whatever reason, when people have this urge or feeling to do something, they think, okay, I have to teach. Yes. yes. Right? Instead of saying, what, but they really don't want to be a teacher because that's too much weight. They don't actually yes. know how to do They're it. They're students. Freaking students, <laughs> yes. right? Like you're not going to do it. And if people really want teaching, like find a podcast. Yeah. Look up sermons, yeah. go online, whatever it is. So what 
people need are not more teachers. They, they need more shepherds, yes. more guides. And that's where yes. that conversation went yes. to. It's like, okay, try not to say their name. <laughs> I know. Person, student, like, do you really want to teach? No. Okay. Do you want to be this type of person that helps other people discover Jesus? Yes. Those are two different yes. things. There can be some overlap for, for you as a student, as a 19-year-old, like, you should nobody's requiring you to be a teacher. Yeah. Right? And, so long you're and you don't want to do it either. So why try? That's why because so when students think I have to be the teacher, they come up with stuff that they don't yes, know anything about. Yeah, more Christian memes. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy. Right, but. right? But if we if we if we change the perspective to, to from teacher to just shepherd or guide, say, like, oh, there's less pressure on me, more dependence on the Holy Spirit. Yes. And it's okay if I just create a place where we can say, I don't know. Yes. Yes. And for us, that is where discovery happens, yes. which leads to transformation. Yes. So, yeah. But is it, it's a different, uh, we talked about, like, there's a TED Talk. I think it's a TED yeah. Talk yeah, yeah, yeah. of, like, person who made a bike, the, the handlebars go the opposite direction of a normal bike. And the challenge is, like, you can't go 10 feet on this bike without falling. And it took him a year to learn how to do it. And basically what we're saying is, like, because this is different from what you've seen in your churches or other experiences, it's going to take you a long time to adjust because when something goes wrong and then you make an adjust, adjustment, your first reaction is to do it the old way. Mm-hmm. The, their first reaction when they're doing this Bible study was, like, well, I want them to come away with something, right? I want them to have this, like, this, like, aha uh-huh moment. But you don't have that skill because you're a 19-year-old student, yes. right? And that's okay comes with time and development, but instead of having that, that teaching moment, how about you just create the space and ask a better question? Yeah. Response, like, what do you think? Or who do you yeah. think God is? Like, yes. why? Why does God suck sometimes, right? Like, what does that feeling make you do? You create that space. That's what friends want, man. They want the space to, like, I don't know what, what I want to believe in. I don't know if this is meaningful to me anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone else feel this way? Yep. Yes, let's, let's wrestle with it. Yep. Um, yeah, so, th- all this to say... Right, um, all three of these people, I think this is reinforces why we do what we do. It's because it is a discipleship crisis happening. Right, we're not anti-church, but if your church focuses more on teaching and gathering than actual discipling, that this is what you get. Right, you get people leaving the church because all that knowledge is nothing for them. Right, we are actually trying to respond to a lack of discipleship, right? Um, yeah, and a generation that like is increasingly not going to church more and more. Yes, because right? it does nothing for them. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, man. Just it is so hard. It's so hard. We said this. Like the more you know, I think the harder it is to teach other people. The more you know, right? It's because people. it's like, what? Where do I start? And we just want to make it as simple as possible and digestible as possible. Um, yeah. Because we're not setting up classrooms or, like, doctorates or bachelor degrees. Like, it's just simple things that people can walk away with. Like, this is what God has called for my life, and this is what I'm responding to. Yeah. Like, no one is asking the question, what is God calling you to right now? It may not be evangelism. It may not be, like, discipling. It might just be, like, I want to talk to God without music for five minutes tonight. Yep. That's a great place to be. Yep. But no, like, we're trying to help people understand that versus just teaching more knowledge we still want to teach knowledge like there's this other space that is like completely overlooked yeah yeah and i think that's what 
supporters can pray for. Yeah. Right? Is that students don't fall in the trap of like trying to be something that they're not. Yeah. And but being okay with just who they are in the moment and saying, I, I don't know everything. I've had this experience. Let's talk about it. Right. Just creating the spaces for discovery instead of feeling all that pressure to just like it's really just performance. It is. It's like I, I, I'm, I want my friends to come into the space that I'm creating and I'm still responsible for what they get out of it. And so I'm going to try my hardest yeah. to create something. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's not the goal. The goal yeah. is not for them to have an aha moment. Yes. The goal is to create the space and see yes. what the spirit does. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Another thing I'm just thinking about what mm-hmm. people can, can pray for. We have a couple students who have been through like legitimate trauma mm. and they talk about it. You said this. They talk about it like they're just telling a story about somebody else. Yes. But it's their trauma. Yes. Yeah. And so we, I don't, yeah, we're not trauma therapists. We're not counselors, not even close. Um, but pray that they find the resources and people that they need. And I think it's important that we remind them, <laughs> even though they're talking about it so plainly. For me, like, because they're talking about it so plainly, it doesn't click. Oh, you're actually talking about your trauma. Yeah. Right. I get. Yes. I get tricked too. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. So. I mean, you're like, yeah, that sucks for that person. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about yourself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, that doesn't. Uh, yeah. My brain hurts. Yeah. So I pray that they find the resources and, and help us. I pray that yeah, the Spirit helps us remind them like, hey, you need to like go to counseling. This is a good thing. So, yeah. What else? Anything else? It's a person pray for. Um, maybe just like hey, you and I like more wisdom, right? Like are we are we actually hearing yeah. from the spirit and are we hearing like the hearts of the students and are are we going to like the wisdom of God before like the wisdom of men? Um our own wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I think we never we always want to be able to like throw it all away if we feel like God is not here, right? We don't want to go so far ahead and then invite God into it, right? We yeah. only go the direction that God's already prepared for us. Yeah. So I think always listening and responding. Yeah. And then also they can pray for like the loneliness epidemic yeah. that's on campus. And not just here. It's yeah. yeah. It's all over the place. And what's our role in, I don't know, engaging with people's loneliness? Um we're recording this on Monday, yeah, the 11th. Tomorrow, we are hanging out with a lot of other campus pastors for prayer. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, as a ecosystem of campus ministries, we can have a conversation and pray over the students and their loneliness and, and mental health. So I think that might be – that's not the least of these exactly because it's like – Almost everybody <laughs> yeah, struggles most of with these. it, right? But it is like the hidden thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 